bounces back with a double win while Sutton extends his championship lead in the late sun at Silverstone. Hello everybody and welcome back. Yes, Silverstone is down. We've only got two more rounds to go and the championship is still in the balance, mathematically speaking. Sam, we're both fresh from Silverstone. Your knees? I wouldn't say fresh. How are your knees? I tell you what, sitting in that grandstand for pretty much the whole day, um, I suffered. I suffered Aww. quite badly. <laughs> I got home on, on Sunday night and my knees were absolutely on fire. Um, but yeah, was it, was it a better weekend than you were expecting or, or did it still... Honestly? Suffer Honestly? expectation. <laughs> Honestly? Yes. Worse? Worse. Worse. There's no to overtake at Silverstone, is there? You can't even really overtake into Luffield anymore. Yes, you can. That's where most of the moves were. Yeah, most of a handful, six or seven moves. We didn't even see much action into Cops. No, no. But I don't yeah. know. I, I, there, was a, there was a there was a slight excitement as they came down the straight into the complex, but they'd always back out because you, you just position the car. Unless you're Cook. Yeah, unless Which we'll cook. get on to later. Or Butcher. <laughs> or Butcher, yeah. But, you know, generally speaking, there was one there was one move all weekend that made me get very sort of exercise and wow, and that was Turkiston on Moffat in race two, which was an excellent move. Yep. Other than that, meh. No, I thought Sutton had some good moves this weekend, especially at Luffield. Clever moves, not um, good. I wouldn't say they well were great. Well set up. Yeah, he set them up well. I'll well give you that. Up. He set them up well, yeah. Um, and I'm surprised we didn't see as many moves down into Beckett's. Yeah. Well, it's just a... It's a triangle. Anyway, <laughs> we know that you don't particularly like the track. It has produced some interesting results this weekend. That I don't contest. Um, and I think the the championship battle going forward will be interesting. I think the fight for second is fascinating, yeah. Yeah, the fight for second is getting much closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. However, the fight for the lead may, may be dwindling. Can he... You're better at maths than me. Can he mathematically do, do it at Donington? Uh, yes. Because of the lead he holds already, if everyone didn't finish and he won every race and got fastest lap. And okay, so it's unlikely. It's possible, but unlikely. <laughs> yeah, so he'd have to go into the final round of the season with a 64-point lead. That's not impossible. No, it's not. Not at all. Because I think that, yeah. And I think he's going to, uh, we'll get into the re- preview pod, but... I think this Donington will be probably his strongest yeah, track six, of the year. 64 or 65 point lead, because obviously you have uh, points for fastest laps, you have points for leading races, you have points for the taking the wins, and you also have points for qualifying. So it might be actually... It, it's a substantial amount, Yeah. but no, it is not impossible for him to already have won it going into the final round at Brands. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, you're right. There were some standout moments this weekend, and you know it'd be churlish just to write it off as a dull weekend. There were some great moments for some some drivers that we should reflect on. So, well, the, the the first moment that caught me out this weekend was a top ten shootout for qualifying. Yeah, it was kept quite quiet, wasn't it? It was yeah. sort of a big build up for the Sneston one of how yep. amazing it was going to be, and then suddenly, oh, by the way, we're doing the top ten shootout here, um, which I think we should get straight into. Absolutely. Qualifying report. 
Well, going into the qualifying session then, uh, obviously a slightly shortened session to be able to take the top 10 shoot out at the end. Uh, going into it, Butcher had topped both free practice sessions and his speed was ominous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a little bit out of nowhere as well. I, well, to well, some people. To some, well, yes, to me. <laughs> I expected him to be strong here. I didn't expect him to be that strong here. Yeah. To top all three sessions. Yeah. Um, so getting out into the session, obviously, normal service resume, rear-wheel drive, setting their, their times at the start. Um, it was um, a fairly straightforward session. People yeah. switching and changing and working out how many sets of tyres to run. And that's probably the most crucial thing looking towards a top 10 shootout. Is once you go out early, try and set a good time. You want to try and save a set of tyres for that top 10 shootout specifically. Um, and Butcher and Turkington and Ingram certainly went out there and did that fairly early on, didn't they? Yeah, and Sutton, to be fair as well. Sutton was setting purple sectors for the good opening five minutes of the session and calmed down towards the end. I suppose the biggest moment of qualifying was a very quickly thrown red flag. Oh, yeah, that was. it was a strange moment, wasn't it? It was about, <coughs> what, midway through the session? Yeah, about so. Um, Chilton had turned into cops and ran relatively wide across the curbs and and the runoff and would have probably had the lap time deleted hadn't if he hadn't have been pirouetting down the road having I would assume cut the tire rather yeah, than rather than just like pushed it off the rim. Um but yeah, he was pirouetting down I think four times he went round. Yeah, I think so. And At least three. As you say, the red flag was flown flown almost instantly. Yeah, we hadn't it, even got going again before it, it was out. Which would of course cause a problem because it would mean that had he qualified in the top 10, he would not be able to go back out and do the top 10 shootout. And of course he, he would lose his fastest time, or would be banned from taking any further part in Q1 and then potentially Q2, which would have been daft because he, it wasn't a red flag instant. The car, no. He drove the car back to the pits, yep. kept off the racing line. Um, which threw up a little bit of a problem for the stewards because how do you now get around the fact that you've done this too early? However, this is why lawyers exist and why good reading of the rule books can be uh, a good thing sometimes. So the red flag was officially thrown for debris on the circuit. Yes. That was the fear that he'd run over some debris. That caused the puncture. Therefore, we have to uh, stop the race, clear the circuit and go back, which meant that he hadn't actually caused the red flag, the debris had. And also the, the flailing bits of rubber that have come off of the punctured tyre from his car. Yeah, good, um, good to clear all that up. But yeah, he, he didn't hit anything, stayed on track, uh, managed to get back to the pits to put a new set of rubber on and continue in the session. Um, must say, it's probably the closest bar uh, Hamilton in 29th. It's probably the closest session we've seen all season. 28 yeah. drivers covered by less than 8 pence. Yeah, but that's still quite a big drop off though. You look at how far, particularly somebody like, somebody like Goff, to be 7 tenths off. I, I don't know what happened back. to him this weekend. No, nor me. His qualifying pace was just not there, and then he didn't really show much promise in the races which we'll get on to. Um, I, I think from sort of 15th back, maybe not 15th, maybe sort of 20th back, there's quite a big gap opens up from 20th back to be half a second. Yeah, one of the drivers that was really struggling out there was Jake Hill. Yeah. Obviously, coming into the session, uh, second in the championship, carrying 66 kilos, something that Tom Ingram has been suffering with most of the year. Um, he managed to only qualify down in 22nd. 
uh, one place behind Adam Morgan, who also struggled, um, but he had had an engine change between FP2 and qualifying. Yeah, that's always going to put you on the back foot, isn't it? You, yeah. know, you can't mess about a setup or plan the session uh, as easily if you're worried about making sure the engine's in the car. So, yeah. I think you should say Hill was always going to struggle with the weight on board. I think the only other slight surprise was Proctor and Shedden were, I suppose they're on the cusp, but they're not not close enough, which has been the story of Shedden's season. And I think you've got to give props to Stephen Jelly, Plato and Lloyd for all getting into the top 10 shoot. Particularly Lloyd and Plato in the older car. Plato's been saying all oh, year there's no straight line speed and a track that is basically a triangle. You need straight line speed. Yeah, that's um, kind of why I predicted in the preview that, that PMR might struggle, but I've certainly eaten my words on that this weekend. Yeah, I, I don't think you were the only one who thought they were no, going to struggle, to no. be fair. And Jelly, is, you've got to say, he's done a really good job for BMW this season. He's, dare I say, he's actually at the minute slightly more reliable than Oliphant. Oh, yeah. He, he's had... It's not even a case of he's had more luck. It's just that Oliphant's been incredibly unlucky um, and then hasn't really benefited from having little weight in the car. Although here, though, you know, they're both qualifying with... There or thereabouts. You know, yeah, but he still had qualified Oliphant with... Yeah. Has Oliphant got slightly more... No, yeah, Jelly's got slightly more weight on the car, if anything. Yep. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to say, Jelly's <laughs> having a... You know, I think a lot of eyebrows were raised when they announced they're running three cars and Jelly was one of the three, but actually, he's done a really solid job so far. Yeah, you mentioned Jelly. He was the last one to get through into the top 10 shootout, finishing 10th on an identical time to Aidan Moffat in 9th mm-hmm. and 2,000th quicker than Tom Chilton um, in 11th. And this was after, obviously, he'd had his puncher and gone out and set a quicker time. Um so it was really competitive at the bottom end of the top 10 and trying to get into that shootout. Good effort by Moffat as well because he's running weight this weekend coming yes. into this, having moved up to 6th in the championship uh, after his exploits at Croft. So it's another good effort by Moffat who seems, dare we say it, to be getting to grips with the rear-wheel drive car now. Yeah, he very much is. Um, and that, that performance then was almost lifted again going into the top 10 shootout. Um, Tom Ingram was sort of like the first one to set the, the quickest time. Um, and actually towards the end of the 10 minutes he was sitting in the pits going I can't do any more, I don't know whether he'd run out of tyres or, or what um, but he was sitting there pretty at the top until Rory Butcher came along and nicked my prediction just, just as well by 16,000 um, yeah. to take pole position but as you say, Aidan Moffat had improved he finished third in the session only um, 70,000 off of pole, which is really impressive great effort yeah um, the two PMR boys, Dan Lloyd was in fifth, Jason Plato down in tenth. I Ten- think Jason was just quite happy to be there. That's really disappointing, though, isn't it? He's nearly half a second off. Yeah. And a car with no weight on board. You look at who's ahead of him. They've all got, other than Jelly, they've all got weight on. Uh, uh, Jelly and Lloyd, they've all got weight on board. I think Jelly has got weight on board. Okay, well, it's uh, minimal, isn't it? Yes, it is minimal. Um, but yeah, going into the session, Cook finished fourth, Turkington sixth, Robottom up in seventh, well outclassing Shedden once again. Uh, Sutton would be fairly happy with eighth, but the amount of times that he had deleted across the qualifying session, I think he had four or five deleted yeah. because of track limits. He was as high as, I think, fourth at one point. Um, yep. But yeah, that's the problem with, with, with you push the car. I'll have to say... I. I I couldn't keep up the track limits this weekend. Nobody was taking no. them seriously at Cops. It just seems to be a complete... There seems to be no consistent... I mean, qualifying, granted, but we get to the races, and there's no consistency in the races as to who was getting 
chuck them and who wasn't. I think I saw on Twitter Jade mentioned that she was following drivers through and they were constantly going over the edge at cops yeah. lap after lap after lap and she was like she was waiting for the um, black and white flag to come out along with their number and she just wasn't seeing it right. and towards the end of sort of like the races she was going well if I'm not doing it and they're not getting punished for it then I might as well do it yeah yeah that's which it. is a bad precedent to set yeah yeah and <sighs> it's the problem if you're not going to be hard on it then you're going to get them taking the mickey. Yep, very much so. Um, but yeah, Rory Butcher would head into Sunday on pole position and looking to take as many points as possible. Race one. Well, the ra- uh, race one was slightly delayed after we got to see the innards of an F4 car. Well, uh, certainly the liquids of it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still not quite sure what happened. Something big would let go in a big way on the grid. Yeah, um, I, th- I think I heard one of the uh, circuit commentators say that maybe a turbo pipe had let go because they were able to fix it for when the race got rescheduled. Yeah. Um, and just blew petrol and oil all over the circuit. Quite kindly on pole position. <laughs> yes, which meant that uh, yeah, the circuit needed a damn good scrubbing. Um and as a result, it, they deemed it necessary to move the whole grid one row back, uh, which meant the butcher would start behind the puddle, which meant as he was just getting into the traction zones, he would be in the wet patch and thus lose traction but and lose time. But at least he wasn't starting on the wet patch. Yeah, because he would have bogged down. Yeah, it was kind of trying to make the best of a bad situation, and I think Christian Dick was trying to arrange with Alan Gow what would be the most sensible yeah. way of approaching it. One suggestion was to start on the safety car, have a rolling yeah. start, and then... Which, it just doesn't happen in touring cars. You just don't no. get a rolling start, do you? But no. um, unfortunately for Butcher, the, uh, all the predictions came true. He got a decent launch and then bogged down in the puddle, which meant Ingram was able to cut across him. However, to be fair to Butcher, he held his line well and only lost one space to Ingram. Yeah, there were fears from the team that I think that he could have lost up to about six places. Yeah. I think three rows, they were sort of like worst-case scenario thinking. Um, but as you say, he only lost that one position going through Cops. Settled settled in quite nicely um, with Moffat in behind. Uh, Neat and Morgan got together in Cops' corner, which resulted in a puncture for Andy Neat. It looks as if Morgan has gone into Neat and spun him on the replays on the telly. You, your thoughts? It, it wasn't overly clear. No. Um, but whether it's a case of, I think we saw in one of the later races... Chilton did a similar thing where yeah, he'd gone born. over the outside kerb, come back across because he was almost trying to collect the car back up and gone across the front of Osborne. Osborne. Um, but yeah, as you say, Neat ended up with a puncher and uh, Morgan was off spinning on the grass. This would also result in an aftermath afterwards where Neat has uh, had a reprimand and I believe it's two penalty points on his licence for instigating a. Um, <sighs> instigating a altercation yeah. with a another team member's father which I assume we believe it to be Morgan's dad it would make sense given yeah. who was involved at the first corner um, it's it's silly and unnecessary first of all deal with it in the stewards room if, yeah. if you're that yeah. unhappy with it deal with it in the stewards room um, you, you certainly don't need to go down and um, talk to uh, talk to people and raise hell almost yeah it's just unnecessary to you know get involved in sort of those kind of pit lane scuffles but yeah written reprimand and had his license endorsed by two penalty points so that 
That is what it is. Uh, Lloyd would then move through up to third with a nice move at Brooklands. Just he got the car really hooked up this weekend, and he mm. just made the most of it. Uh, and then the, uh, the first incident involving Gordon Shedden of the weekend occurred. Proctor into his rear, um, sending Shedden off at sort of Luffield. Luffield, thank yep. you. Uh, smelt was collected as part of it and was out. Uh, Proctor would receive an official reprimand and receive two penalty points for this incident. So, yeah, I think it might have broken a rear toe link of Shedden. He looked like he was trying to get it back off the grass. Yeah. So it just wasn't going anywhere. It was surprising he couldn't get it started from what it looked like. So I think you're right. There must have been some extra yeah. damage. Um, and then Smelt pulled off a little further round just before Woodcock on the uh, pit entry. Yeah, and to be fair to Shedden, who we have given a bit of stick to this season, there's nothing he's done wrong here. He has just been... You're going to say don't race, but he started 14th, which, you know... Yeah. Yeah, but you expect him to be racing Proctor. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. If it was, yeah, if he's further down the track and it's, um, I don't know, one of the... Let's say Parfit, for argument's sake. Mm. Yeah, then, okay, I agree with you. But racing Proctor, that, that could... Ha- yeah, you know, they race together at Owen Park. Yep. You know. Yep. Hill was making slow but steady progress um, behind, really suffering with the full weight on board. Uh, the Shedden incident would then, of course, spark a safety car, given the fact they mm-hmm. couldn't Shedden couldn't get the, uh, the car moving again. And thus came the first controversy of the, or real controversy of the weekend. Yeah. So before the safety <laughs> car boards are out, the entrance into Luffield uh, was under yellow. Brooklyn's. Brooklyn's. And then Brooklyn's into Luffield, yeah, yeah. was under yellow. This was because there's a stricken track, uh, stricken car of Gordon Shedden at the side of the track, sort of in the Luffield area. Now, Butcher, with a very great late move on the brakes, takes the lead from Tom Ingram, who, to be fair to Tom, gave him lots of room, probably because he, cause he saw the yellow and backed off. Butcher... Seemingly didn't see the yellows and got through. Sam, what's your initial thoughts on this? Because this this has been this is contentious. Seeing it live, I saw the yellow flag on the entry to Brooklyn's on the outside of the circuit. Now, he, um, Butcher was diving down the inside, may have been unsighted by Ingram Carr, but I think there was enough vision coming down the Wellington Strait for Butcher to have seen the yellow flag flying before he's pulled out to make this move. What do teams do as well? I'm sure they should be on the radio saying yellow flags into Brooklands. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, it's it's, it's, it's diff- a very dodgy move. At the time, I was like, that's got to be reversed. Yeah. And then almost as the two of them had gone through the corner, the yellow flag was taken in. And there were still yellow flags in Luffield because of Shedden's ab- uh, abandoned car and then coming out of Luffield towards Woodcut because of Smelt's car. However... It was either Paul O'Neill or Tim Harvey. I forget which one was talking about it, but they made a very interesting point. I think it might have been Harvey, actually, but Mm -hmm. I do apologise if I'm wrong. Is that technically, you can race up to the point of the other flag. Technically. Yeah. And I know you don't like it, and I I mean, I don't don't like it, I don't like it, because you you should be backing off. But technically, like the safety car boards, you race up to the boards, you can still pull moves as long as it's done before the board. Which I, don't, I don't like either, no. which is why I think a VSC might be quite useful in touring cars as well, because you stop it immediately rather than yep. have this racing. Or even just lights coming up on the dash to say there's a yellow flag. Yeah, possibly that too. But technically speaking, if you get the move done before you break that imaginary line where the yellow flag is, it's legal. And I think Butcher does get in front before 
that I, line. I don't think he does on replays. I think he is just. I've seen a couple of replays from a couple of different angles, and it's very difficult to work out one where that imaginary line yeah, would be. I give, I give you that. And two, whether. It's the case of if you've instigated the move, are you allowed to finish it? I agree with that as well. How? Yeah, I mean, just because your nose is in if front. If you're of already the... committed to breaking down the inside, which he was, yeah, then he's already at almost full tilt. You would expect yeah. on the brakes wouldn't be able to slow down it any quicker. And also, Ingram has backed off because he's seen the yellow flag. Yeah, if he's passed him on the straight, and then is around about three quarters done into the corner I'd have less problem with it mm. but I'm with you I think that he lines it up and the bulk of the move is completely past the line for me which is the mm. late on the brakes and through the corner yeah I think they've set themselves a very dangerous precedent here on, on allowing him to get away but of course some of it will depend on whether Ingram and his team decided to appeal the cost of which is £750 at the time recording we're not sure whether they did look to lodge an appeal or not. Certainly in the interviews after the race, he was adamant that Butcher had passed him yep. under yellow flags. And the look on Butcher's face... Yeah, yeah. Going, have I? Yeah. So it's a case of Ingram was sure, Butcher looked very unsure that he, he had or not. There is another replay from a different angle which does seem to show the flag has been pulled in mm. as Butcher's completing the move. Which makes no sense. I, I have to say that I don't want to bash marshalling because they're obviously a very key part of motorsport. But this season we've seen some baffling decisions <laughs> of really late calls, really yeah. late throwing of flags. There's one of the minis where you wouldn't have seen it because where you were standing, but they're waving the green flag where there's three cars on track. What do you mean? So you know in the minis where there's a the crash and the marshals ran on to try and push it off and couldn't push it. Right. And they were, initially it wasn't under safety car. Yeah. Of green flags being waved rather than the other flag. If it was past the zone. Wouldn't. Because you're talking about the accident at Luffield, aren't you? Well, I suppose it was slightly past the zone. If it's past the zone, then it's green flag after that. It counts for the zone that oh, follows okay. the flag. Okay, fair enough. So okay. when you're coming into a zone, between marshal posts it is a zone. So you'll have a flagging point at one marshal post and then to the next marshal okay. post. Fair enough. It covers that whole zone. Okay. And so once you're past the incident they'll go green from the next marshal point. Right, okay. That makes if sense. If it's right on a marshal point, then you've got it to make right that... On, and it was right on a marshal point. You've got point, to make that decision. Which made me surprised it was yeah. right on a marshal point. But yeah. okay, that, that's that's fine. And of course, another gripe, we saw snatch vehicles on circuit without saying... Well, look, what was it? Race two? Race one race of the one, day? Race one. But this is my point, is that we've just we've, we've spent the last five, ten minutes discussing the other flags and yep. drivers don't respect them. Nope. You can't have... Snatch vehicles on circuit under the yellows. We've just spent 10 minutes you know, looking at whether Butcher's move was legal or not. Point is, he shouldn't have been making it anyway under yellow flags. Whether he's done it for the line or not, yep. every driver is told, respect yellow flags, back mm. off. You see it in F1. You've seen it. Michael Massey said, look, there's no point throwing a double yellow flag because nobody listens to it. And mm. you know, they, they all play into him saying, oh, Lando sped up under yellows. His, his response is, well, everyone does. No one listens to yellow flags. Mm. We can't be having snatch vehicles out under yellows. Nope doesn't matter how far away from the actual track they are, because this was at Cops and for the minis. It yeah. um, doesn't matter how far away from the track they are. If a car has ended up in that location because of an accident, it can happen again. Yeah, as Marshall's on track, working. Yep. Yeah, it really, really annoys me. Anyway, but, what else happened? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I think we're both in agreement that Butch's 
result probably shouldn't have stood. And I think this is a dangerous precedent they've gone down. But. I think it would have been quite easy just to give him the time penalty necessary <coughs> to swap the positions back. Overall, I think he had more than enough pace oh, to win the race. This is what's really surprising me. The last thing I've butchered is that I'm, I'm astonished a team that come on the radio and go, do you know what, Rory? Might have just, you know, mm. swap it back. You're going to get him another yeah. lap down, you know. I'm, I'm surprised that call didn't come. Yeah, so am I. Error on the side of caution. Because we saw in a later race, uh, I think it was Morgan and Goff. Morgan tapped Goff, sent him wide, and then let him back through straight away, which is you know, yep. error on the side of caution. Yep. Anyway, other stuff did happen in this, I suppose. <laughs> uh, Sutton set the uh, lap record with full weight on board. And then, How? But then, didn't How? Le- but then he looked better in that race with full weight on board than he did in race two with less weight on board. Yeah. It's a bizarre car, that. But yeah. Settling for the points, mate. Settling for the points. Yep, he lined up and completed a very nice move on row bottom where he set, you know, we just said in the intro, he, it was a weekend of setting moves up. Sort of. I think there were three moves that he completed where he was deep into Brooklyn's, then deep into Luffield to get the cutback coming out down yep. the pit straight where he had excellent drive out of Luffield near enough all weekend and was able to complete the move coming into Cops. I think that pretty much sums up race one. I've, the only other notes I've got is a Goff made up seven places, which is quite impressive. Yeah, but when you start right at the back in the first place, it's it's a bit less impressive. Yep, and then I've got track limit fast, but I think we've already covered that. I mean, you can have that for every race. Yep. Uh, your top <laughs> ten then for race one was Butcher, Ingram, Lloyd, Moffat, Cook, Turkington, Sutton, Robottom, Jelly and Plato. It was all very much line astern at the front, wasn't it? So that top ten yep. that finished in the top ten were the top ten from the shootout. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. That's what you get you go to a really exciting track like Silverstone. <laughs> On to race two. Race two. Well then, going into race two, and Butcher will be starting at the front with full weight on board. Ingram will be back up to his traditional 66 kilos of ballast, um, and it, it wouldn't. It doesn't didn't seem to harm him as much as it did for qualifying, sort of like no, earlier in the season. This this is the one of the only races I've seen him run with full with near a full weight on board and actually look okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Lloyd was the thought he was doing hot laps with passengers, carrying the amount of weight he had on board. It's you know, unusual for him to carry that weight, and, and he did struggle. He went he, backwards. He did his race. really struggle, didn't he? Um, uh, he sort of like slowly slipped through the pack. He didn't have a great start. I think he dropped down to about sixth. Yeah. Um, and then sort of like other bits and pieces happened throughout the race, and then he dropped even further back and was racing with Plato at one point. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's good to see those two still stuck together. As normally they run side by side. So yes, yes. Uh, Hamilton was an early incident. Uh, this time, to be fair, he was caught Passenger. in the middle. Yeah, caught in the middle of uh, a three-way sandwich, which scrambled the safety car. Even though Marshall was able to push him out and get him going again, again. I suppose, strictly speaking, I've, all, I've just said don't want Marshall on track under yellow, so yeah, safety car makes sense. Yeah, um, and as you say, he was able to be pushed out and fairly crucially didn't lose a lap. Has the rule changed on that? Because I thought if the Marshalls pushed you out, you weren't allowed to continue. Um, that was certainly something that was evident in F1 years and years ago, Yeah, but I don't know whether it has been a case in touring cars. I thought if you couldn't get out of under your own volition, you were deemed out of the race. Mm. But I think it depends if you need recovery. We did. He had to go load of well, people in orange pushed. Pushed him. Well, yeah, okay. So, but yeah, there wasn't really any damage to the car. Uh, just full of a bit of gravel. He'd gone in backwards, so there wasn't too much in the radiator, and he didn't lose a lap. Uh, meanwhile, uh, 
Cook was uh, looking yes. racy, wasn't he? This was this was probably the best moment of the weekend. Go on then. Well, Cook lined up a really bold late move on Ingram, um, coming through Woodcut into Luffield, was then stuck on the outside. Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's into Luffield. You don't like the corners here, no. do you? Brooklyn's into Luffield. Brooklyn's into Luffield, yes. It was a, a last gasp move, really, wasn't it? Tom pushed him back and held him on the outside, which yep. meant they were then racing side by side uh, into Cops, then up through Brooklyn's? No. No? <laughs> What's the top of the corner? Beckett's. Beckett's. <laughs> Onto the Wellington Onto Strait. Onto the Wellington Strait. <laughs> oh, where dear Cook dear. would try again coming out of Brooklands. Yes. 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 But this time Ingram, with a little bit more force, pushed him a bit further wider. Uh, and thus the move was negated until Cook then managed to get a say, nice run through Luffield. He he dropped back a little bit after that into the clutches of, I think it was Turkington and Sutton behind him. Um, but the, the amount of pace that Cook was showing, it, it wouldn't be long till he was back on Ingram's bumper and put through the move that he wanted to do in the first place with the late break move into Brooklyn's. Although between those, we had a couple of um, other incidents. Edwards and Shedden came together. Edwards was deemed at fault. And actually on replay, I think I probably just about agree with the stewards' ruling. So to me, you look at the angle of her car, because uh, watching with my partner, she said, what's she done wrong? I pause it, and the angle of her car really is not straight to the track so having sort of like seen the back end of this incident live mm. all I having like followed cars going past going past I look back and I see that Shed and, and Edwards are on the grass next to each other when they're on the grass she definitely turns into him yeah definitely yeah yeah but I don't know how they ended up in that place in the first place and the replays aren't very clear they're not very clear however I think piecing together she's force him onto the grass and then she ended up in the gravel anyway and shedding carried on yeah i don't think i mean she's been punished after this with an official reprimand yeah official reprimand and additional two penalty points i'm not sure the penalty points are necessary her race was ruined because of it yeah i, I think the aggravation of driving into the side of shedding hasn't helped her out there no but she was very very much with the opinion or slightly bond language was that it wasn't her fault stewards have deemed it her fault to be honest I, on first look on the replay i thought 50 50 race incident I mean, not every incident has to have an aggressor on a fault, but because no. like I couldn't work out is that then Bordley and Neat come together at Cops, Neat hardens the back of Bordley, turns him round, no action. The he- the- Bordley had non on board camera this weekend. You and heard the hell thump. of a thud, and sent Bordley all the way round, and uh, Tim Harvey wasn't sure who it was behind him at first, but on the replays it was quite obvious that it was Neat. Yeah, and. Again, it's almost like he hasn't braked. I can only think that in the stewards' mind, they think Bordley's cut across his front and mm. Neat can't do anything. But, I, but he was the, well ahead of him in the first place and it was his corner. So Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm stunned that wasn't punished. Yeah. And not just because it's Neat and we you know, drive a bash or anything like that. But uh, If anyone drives into the back of someone else and sends them spinning around, you'd expect there to be some sort of punishment. It doesn't matter who it is. I'd agree. Uh, Smelt had to... Uh, Pull off to the side of the road down uh, the straight. Yeah, the straight was a problem. This was after having been into the pits to try and sort a problem out. Went back out. I think set fastest lap, and then the lap later he he had problems with the car and had to pull off. And it was here, well, at the end of that straight, where Cook made the next move. I wonder if England was caught out by a double yellow for smelt. Took his eye slightly. Let possible. Possible. It was a good move by Cook, though. In any event. Yes, it was. Um, uh, Proctor was off the road further behind of an issue as well flashing his lights it seems mechanical rather than being put there 
bone of a car. Yeah, he. I believe he didn't go on to finish this race, did no, he? No, so... Um, certainly started at the back. Yeah, it's... Um, it was an entertaining race. That's about it, isn't it? Well, it's not quite. Yeah, but, um, a few more points. Sutton half-heartedly tried to move around Turkington before Turkington put on one of the passes of the weekend on Moffat all the way around the outside at Loughfield. Yeah, Sutton wasn't really in an attacking vein this weekend, was he? He was quite happy to sit there, look at where his rivals were. A 30-point lead, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Yeah, the, the three of those, Moffat, Turkington and Sutton, were all like nailed together for the whole race. Well, I was slightly surprised because you've got Ingram ahead of you and Turkington. Mm-hmm. Okay, Turkington's only one place ahead of you. We know Ingram's at least second. Yeah. I'm slightly surprised he didn't have a, a harder go. Remember, Ingram's coming to the weekend down in fifth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. And Hill, who was second, was starting well, well down yeah. the grid. Although made excellent progress oh, in race superb. two without any weight on board, I think he went from about nineteenth to ninth. Uh, you're um, doing him a disservice because he went from twenty first to ninth. Twenty first to ninth. I do apologise, but yeah, his pace in race two showed showed really good promise, and at the end he was battling with Lloyd and Plato. The last moment of controversy in this race then was Cook would try a absolute last gasp attempt on Butcher Once on the final lap. Once he got past Ingram, he was rapid. Yes. Like, although, Cook, pro- although obviously, Butcher was running full weight. Yes, couldn't believe... Well, Cook was still running, what, 36 kilos? 39 kilos? He finished fifth in race one, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, and so, the the difference in times and the gap that he made up, I think he made up three seconds in about six well, it was, laps. It was odd, because he was only doing a tenth of a lap, and then suddenly, mm. on the last lap... Right a, on him. Whether Butcher's tyres had gone at this point, or yeah. he made a small mistake, but... Yeah, but honestly, what is the point in this move? Is well, it just a racist move? Yeah, it's last gasp. If you don't go for a gap, although I'm not convinced there was a gap. Well, it wasn't. He got he ran over the grass and over a sausage curb, which yeah. knackered his ride height. Yes, yeah, so he's it. gone for a very similar move as to the one that he's done on Ingram. We know Bush, Butcher to be a more aggressive defender. Well, to be fair, in fairness, I mean Ingram. It's, it's similar to what Butcher did to Ingram in race one, though Ingram left the room. Mm. There was no, there's no gap here. No. Butcher's done nothing wrong. He's held his line. Butcher's very, um, raced it fairly well as well because he's turned in at the last possible moment. Yeah. And has let Cook go all the way through because he's on the grass. He's fully locked up. Yep. And he's gone sliding on by, and then Butcher's taken the position back and and gone to the line. This was in the last two corners of the last lap. Um. So What's Cook it worth it. You you fight for a championship. Mm-hmm. Every point's got to count. I understand that. And the gap's big, but there's a even you know. Well, you take both of you. It's a, such a reckless move in many respects. It, a lot can go wrong. It's not an obvious pass, and you know Sutton's behind you. You know you're scoring better points than him. Yes, I know. I think the gap that those two had back to Ingram, it was worth a dive, and I think he knows that Butcher doesn't want to go out of the race, and so he will almost jump out of the way, no, which he kind of did. And then, even if he got it wrong like he did, Cook still came home in second on track. Yeah, but it could have, this had shades of what Butcher and Ingram had at, at Sneston. Yep. Yeah, it could have gone a lot you know, more wrong. Yep. It just seems odd that... You know, you, you know you're fighting Tom Ingram in this championship. I mean, yeah, let's assume you st- they will still believe they can catch Ash. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. You know you're fighting Tom. You know for if you get this wrong, Tom's going to win the race... And you're going to get potentially no points or yeah. less points than Ingram. It just seemed quite a 
desperate move, if I'm being honest. And this would result in him failing the ride height check at the end. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, obviously, the roller has to go underneath the, the front and side of the car after the race yep. uh, through scrutineering. Um, and there was some issue of it going under comfortably on the front right corner, which is the main corner that took the hit from the sausage curve that he'd gone over. And all the grass. And he said there was a load of grass in the split. And all of the grass, yes. Um, and, yeah, we've seen it before in times where you haven't liked it because of tyre tread and bringing the ride height of the car down. And I think Cook has fallen foul to that a couple of times up at Knock Hill, wasn't he? Uh, Certainly was once. Orton Park last year. And Orton, yeah. Um, so he, he's been in this place before. And part of me questions why BTC ran it so close to the limit. Well, there's a suggestion that the kerb did a wishbone, which then dropped that side of the car. And then there's also, don't be stupid enough to go for that sort of move. Keep all four wheels on the track and you that, won't get that sort of damage. That's very much my opinion. So I've moaned before, and my, my biggest moan is, um, it still wrangles with me, is Knockhill, where Sutton and Ingram were both disqualified for failing ride heights after running through monsoon-like weather. And I think if you're going to do ride heights for the top in, in those conditions, it shouldn't just be for the top three. The whole field should have ride height checks if you're going to run in the wet conditions because yep. you know, it's almost better to finish fourth mm-hmm. and get promoted up to the win yeah, and not have your car checked, which is yeah, yeah. which is ludicrous. Yeah. I understand top three normally fine, but in those kind of wet conditions, everyone has a ride height check and let's see who's actually... because Or you do away a bit. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, it's self-inflicted for me. You know, There's no... He's not been forced on there. It's not contact. He's made the choice. He's got it wrong. Yep. It's the consequence. Um, One other thing of note, I must say, is the the two safety car periods that we had in this race for the Hamilton incident, first of all, and then the uh, Shedden and Jade incident. Jade ended up in the gravel, very much where she ended up when she had that yes. coming together with uh, Andy Neat last season. Um, she just wants a grandstand named after Yeah, her. she does, she does. Uh, Butcher controlled the restarts really well. Yeah, he did. And both on the two different occasions, he went at completely different times and got a good good lead. It was a really good weekend by Butcher. I, I didn't necessarily <laughs> think he would because I thought he'd get involved in the incident. Yeah. But this is, again, is what's quite infuriating. that Some weeks you'll get a really mature drive. and He's done that. I can't think of a time where someone's done FP1, 2, both qualies... Race one, race, race one, two. and race two. Yeah, six on the bounce. I yeah. can't think of that ever happening before. A really good performance, a really mature performance. If he did this every week, he would be right in this championship battle. I was going to say that was something that Paul O'Neill was saying that he's had the pace here and at Croft. Yeah, and in the last six rounds, obviously we'll get on to race three soon. In the last six rounds, he could have had four wins probably out of six. Yeah, which would have propelled him. Maybe not into the title hunt, but certainly looking towards second in the championship. I completely agree. But yeah, but last thing on the Cook thing, there's suggestions that BTC might appear outside of the weekend. I honestly don't see the point. Yeah, just to say that obviously failing the ride height test, he got disqualified yes, from the race um, and was therefore put to the back of the grid. Uh, Tom with, Ingram was with full prom- ballast. With full ballast. Uh, yes. Full ballast or six or six, six kilos, yeah, sorry, yeah. Where he yeah. finished on the road. Uh, so Ingram was promoted up to second. Uh, Turkiton was very happy to take third with Ash Sutton in fourth. 
just beating Moffat over the line. I I don't know why Moffat hasn't let him through almost. Yeah, it's an odd one because you think to yourself that when Turkson got past Moffat, there's still racing laps to go. You think, okay, let's Sutton through and see if he can have a go. Yeah. See if what he's feeling. Carrying you know. less weight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give give him a go. But I suppose on the flip side, maybe they think maybe there's a discussion at Lays Tools of well, do you keep Sutton behind who starts higher up with less weight for race three? Yep. Albeit only one place, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan Robottom finished in 6th Chris Smiley had a good race yeah. uh, went from 13th I think up to 7th Jelly finished 8th in his customary position uh, Jake Hill as we've already mentioned got from 21st up to 9th Jason Plato took 10th just ahead of Dan Lloyd Aaron Taylor-Smith in 12th followed by Chilton, Osborne and Jack Goff scoring the final point AJ did some overtaking this race as well I'm not surprised <laughs> quite at nice. the back of the grid um and so, therefore, the ball that was pulled out by AJ, yep. he didn't want to have any influence on the weekend, but he managed to, um, he pulled out ball number 11, which would then, therefore, promote Dan Lloyd to the front of the grid, and it would be a PMR front row. Although, at the time of pulling out the ball, it was play to play to. Yes. Obviously, the amended result <laughs> meant that Lloyd got pushed up a position. Getting yeah. on to race three? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Let's go for it. Race two. I feel kind of dirty saying it, Sam. What's I that? don't think Plato will win another race. Ooh. I can't. This was surely his best chance. Front row, teammate alongside you. I mean, I mean, you'd like to think it doesn't happen, but you kind of also think that PMR said, right, if it's one, two, five laps to go, Jason's winning it. Mm. Yep. He brings a lot. Yeah. You know, if that's right or wrong, you kind of feel that that might have been a discussion. Yeah, he's starting with nine kilos of weight, so no weight really. Yep. in these cars. Second row, nice chance to slot in behind Lloyd and just let those two work together. In and then... fact, he started with no weight on board. Hill started with nine kilos because effectively he was tenth finishing on the road, and Plato was eleventh on the road, but uh. because Cook kept his. His ballast. So yeah, both of the PMR boys were with no ballast on board. I thought mm, there or thereabouts, but before your phone ran out of battery, possibly, I did, did message battery, to say yeah. you to say to you that I think Hill takes this home from you did. the third row. You did, but I looked at it and thought to myself, you know, Jason's not going to get a better chance. Is that a track where right. he's taken twelve wins? Everyone behind him's heavier. King of Silverstone. He can easily well, king of everywhere, as, <laughs> as he'd like to be known. He can easily get in front of Lloyd and or, or slot behind Lloyd and let them work together, or get in front and let Lloyd be rear gunner. You do have to bank on a good, decent start, though, which is not what he had. No, but but why? I don't know. Why? Maybe his reactions are getting slow in his old age. <sighs> I just <can't... laughs> in fact, before race one, I haven't told you this yet. Before race one, I saw him walk into the garage as they were sorting all the cars out, facing them out towards the pit lane, and he walked into the garage with helmet in one hand. Hands device in the other hand with a packet of fags and lighter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah, yes, Jason. that is Jason. That's Jason. <laughs> he did sign my dad's hat, though. So oh, he was, did he? Yeah, Good. Yeah. <laughs> Customy grimace. So, yeah, all very nice. But, yeah, just, you know, the thing was as well is that, I, you know, I went with Dad this weekend and he's a quite a big Plato fan. And I said to him, you know, this is going to be his best chance. And he looked at me and said, he's not going to do it. You know for well he's going to finish mm. and go backwards. I said, no, you've got to be positive. You know, this is his best chance. Or, as we've said before, he's waiting for Brands, the final race of the year, everything's sorted out. And then, like, 
<laughs> guard of honour and letting him through. It's his second front row start, which he's made nothing yeah. of. I know. And you've got to compare it to Lloyd. Okay, he's not won the race, but by God, did he take this opportunity with both hands? He's in oh. this, you know, you've got to give him the credit. He had a bloody good battle with Hill for yeah. the whole race. And it was a fair battle. And he yep. kept. He, when Hill got in front of him, he didn't escape. He kept him honest. Yep. Hill made a couple of mistakes. Yep. I mean, that's basically race three dealt with because nothing else much <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah. Shen, Shen stalled on the grid, um, which just summed, summed up with the weekend yep. and possibly a season. Osborne and Chilton came together with Chilton bizarrely coming across the front of him. So this was a bit further into the race. Ferguson was part of this battle pack around Taylor Smith and Chilton and Osborne. Um, Turkton got wide and sort of touched Taylor Smith, nothing too untoward. And then Chilton, as they, as those two started drifting on the track, Chilton seemed to absolutely veer across the front of Osborne for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And both Chilton and Osborne ended up in the gravel. Yeah, or grass as it is. It? I was going to say we we mentioned it earlier, and it, it was sort of like fairly similar to um, the the Morgan and Neat incident. Um, yeah, the, those two teams coming together this weekend have been magnetised, haven't they? No penalties was given out. Those are deemed as a racing incident. Yeah, which I think is fair. Yeah, possibly. Um, Ingram and Waite, I've got a note on. Can't handle the weight. Didn't make any strides. Yeah. He went backwards, didn't he, in fact? Him yeah. and Butcher both lost places in this final race. Obviously, it's always going to be a bit of a struggle when you reverse 11 cars, but I think they finished 13th and 12th. Um, yeah, it's, it's always going to be a struggle when you're in the pack and you've got that weight on board, which is exactly what it's meant to do for race three. Yeah, I'd say a strong race by Sutton, who managed to get past Plato, Jelly and Smiley with relative ease on all three of them. Yep. Moffat did quite well holding 7th with a lot of weight on board held off Turkington well Turkington yep. had to battle back because um, he'd had a, a fairly poorish start yep. uh, then had to battle his back battle his way past Robo um, which was a decent fight worth saying as well that Hills move on Lloyd was largely fine although there's a little bit of hip and shoulder as he came past oh yeah a fair, think... fair amount of toughen it out yeah I've got no problem with that I think it was hard fair racing yeah. both drivers have said as much on Twitter as well so yeah I think there were a couple of times where Hill got into the back of Lloyd in Luffield and he sort of like let him go from that little little slide because um, he knew that he wouldn't wouldn't be able to take it fairly if he'd uh, made the move then I think that's pretty much race three in a nutshell. I know we've yeah. gone through it very quickly I mean Ollie, ja- happened. Ollie Jackson went from 18th to 10th quite a decent effort yeah, his best performance since early season. Yeah. Um, it's a weekend where he showed a little more pace. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, hopefully he ends the season on a high because he's, he's really disappointed me in the middle of the season. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Um, Oliphant did well battling back from 20th to 11th. Yep. But, yeah, just... I'm going to say it, Sam. Duller than both Ruxton meetings for me. Sorry. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> the top 15 did finish uh, as Hill from Lloyd, from Sutton, from Smiley. Uh, Jelly, followed by Plato, Moffat, Turkington, Robottom, and Jackson. Oliphant, as you said, up in 11th, followed by Ingram and Butcher. Aaron Taylor Smith and Jack Goff got a few extra points for that Cupra this weekend, which, in all honesty, for me, disappointed still. Second half of the season has been disappointing. Yeah. They got off to a really good start, and I know that, you know, it's not. It, it's fresh out of the box. You need to do development, etc. Et Completely understand that, but the drop-off in the second half of the season has been incredible. Yeah. 
Right, should we move on to some driver grades, some awards, some prediction updates, and then have a well-deserved rest ahead of Donington? Most definitely. Okay then, moving on to the grades for this weekend. Um, some drivers have stood out fairly well. We've got a couple of A's, some B's, uh, quite a few C's, and a couple of, well, quite a few D's, actually. Aye, so Colin Turkington then. He's had an average weekend, doesn't he? He's done what he needs to do. Yeah. Um, he hasn't scored massive points, though. Again, he's lost progress to Sutton. Um, he, he's been outscored by five points this weekend, but he finished every race in the top eight. So, yeah. a B? A B. It's about... It's podium as well chucked in there, albeit yep. fortuitously. But yep. I just kind of feel with Colin that if he wants to win the championship, he's going to have to take some more risks. Like, it mm. took a long time to get past Moffat. And that's in part because it's a difficult circuit to overtake at, and over in part because Moffat played it really well. Mm. But you know Ash is behind you. Yep. You've got to take a few more risks now yes. if you want to close that gap. With, with 30 points with six races to go, you've got to be, you know, you've got to assume Ash is going to score in those races. You've exactly. got to try and plug the gap. Yeah, he's got to take wins if he wants to take the take the title back. I'd agree. Uh, Oliphant gone for a C. I don't know what happened in race two. He fell down the order. I don't know if it was a contact or he had a problem. I think it was contact. Uh, I think me. it was contact on the exit of uh, Beckett's. Um, so, yeah, he dropped down to 20th, but again, made good progress back up to 11th. He's, apart from that, he's had a fairly okay weekend considering his recent luck. I'd be very disappointed to make the top 10 shootout for the qualifying. Oh, yeah, definitely. And to be beaten by both teammates is always yeah. a difficult one to take. Talking of Jelly, got to be a B. Yeah, he's consistent weekend again. At what point, if you're BMW, consistently improving as well. At what point, if you're BMW, because they can only nominate two for the manufacturers. Mm. At what point do they start thinking? Do you know what? We're going to have to start. I mean, they've already won the manufacturers. To be fair, they're already that far ahead. But you know, do they, is there now a conversation where they start to think actually we're going to nom- nominate Jelly this weekend? Because you'd have to think so, wouldn't you? He's outscored Oliphant this weekend by sixteen points. And he's not too far. How many? How much has he fallen to Turkington? Uh, he's only lost seven points to Turkington this it's weekend. Not a bad effort. No, it's it's a really good weekend from Jelly, and I think he really likes that three series. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Uh, Aidan Moffat gone for a B. Mm. Good qualifying session. Did really well. Unlucky not to be in pole. He's just constantly trying to prove me wrong now, which yep. I love. Yep. I think the only thing he'd be disappointed with is that he didn't really make any grand gamble for a podium finish, but. Again, difficult track to overtake at. Yep. Banking the points, doing the team stuff. Yep. Yeah, it exactly. makes sense. Certainly on a similar note, a B. There, there are times where I really miss the Ash of last season who would chuck the kitchen sink at it with the fast car. I understand why he's not, and it makes sense too, and absolutely the right thing to do. But Ash last season wasn't finishing race 2 sick. He was win or bust. I know, but after after race 2 this weekend, you were like, oh no, Sutton's going to lose this, isn't he? He's hemorrhaging points here. And then he goes and finishes third in race yeah. 3 and extends his championship lead. He's got the battle plan. It's just not as exciting. I do worry where the... Has he lost pace? Is he being a bit coy? I'm not sure. I don't think so. He's He's outscored everyone but Ingram this weekend, which is what he needs to do. Agreed. Uh, Borthy gone for a C. You can't legislate for Andy Neat in race two. Nope. Other than that, I thought he had fairly good pace this weekend. I was going to say, scored a point in race one, finished 19th in race three, um, and yeah, contact in race two. Yeah. So, 
I don't think it's bad. He made up good places in race three, to be fair to him, from where he started on the grid. So he would have started uh, right at the back, having retired in race two. Not a bad effort to get to 19th. It's no. 11 places. Yep. Not a bad effort at all. Uh, right. Shedden, I want to... Well, you're going for a D. I want to go for a C. Uh, the thing is, he's he's qualified okay in 14th. Yep. And yes, the, the issues that he had in race one weren't necessarily his fault. Well, they weren't his fault. But he keeps getting into positions where he's having contact with other drivers. I'd agree, but you could contact with Proctor at the front of the grid as well. Yes. Because you expect to be racing yes. BTC boys. So. But also, he's had contact with Jade as well. Now, we don't 100% know what has happened to start that one. We know how it ended. Well, we know the steward's decision. Yes. What I will say is that I was surprised... But again, after that, he hasn't made any progress. I was going to say, what I will say is I'm surprised that he started at the back of the group with no way and he's made no progress. I, I grant you that. He's, he's well off of Robot on this weekend. He's well off Robot on this season. Overall. Exactly. Need, okay. need improvements. He hasn't scored a single point this weekend. Okay, D's fine. But I do think there are mitigating factors this weekend. Yes. It's not all his fault. Uh, robot MC, I'd say it was unspectacular. Decent points scoring... Yeah, three top tens, uh, got into the top ten shootout and was there or thereabouts, but nothing spectacular yeah, that not I've a, seen before. Not a track we expect him to go well at, and he did enough to damage the imitator, I thought. Yeah. Uh, Proctor got a bit of D. You know, his purple patch is possibly coming to an end. Yeah, so he took, <laughs> after having issues in race two, he went out and took fastest lap. Um, <laughs> and so, like, that was one of his three points that he scored this weekend. Yeah. Which is not not great. Although again, from the back of the grid, is seventeenth in race three. It's pretty decent. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, it's good. It's 13, 13 places gained. Yeah. Yeah. Only twelve points. Yeah. Uh, Cook gone for a C. It's I'd, what could have been? I'm quite well. I think that might be being a bit kind. I'm, I'd be quite happy to relegate it to a D. But he's had a really good qualifying. Yeah. He was really quick in race one. If he hasn't made that silly move in race two then he's finished second yeah which is a really good weekend for a car that we thought would struggle yeah that's true and then he's battled back from 29th to 18th in race three yeah yeah so it's a case of what could have been for him this weekend it puts him a little bit off in the championship now and there is certainly a gap from him in fifth to fourth yes yeah uh, edwards gone for a d Instance follow her. Yep. It's just yeah. keep keep out of instance. Keep your nose clean for the rest of the season, and hopefully we'll see a little bit more pace. Yeah. Uh, Hill got to be a B because he's maximised the best of a worst situation. You know. He's exactly how he wanted to play this weekend. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, he'd have got points in race one. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, but he's be, still running yeah. with considerable weight on board. Yeah. Um, dropped all of that out, made really good progress in race two. Yes, he might have got a little bit lucky with where the reverse grid has been drawn, but he made the most of it got taking that win. Yeah. He's, he's gone from 21st to 9th in race two. And he took fastest lap in race three. Yeah, so a good weekend. Uh, Ollie Jackson, C for me. He's signs green shoots of you know hope and... Ten whole points this weekend. He's into double figures for the first time since I don't know when. Yeah. 12th, 18th, 10th, a fairly, what you'd expect, you know, you're in and around, you're getting shuffled down to 18th, isn't terrible, there's lots of sort of big battle packs, and if you get forced wide, you can lose 6, 7 positions. In fact, that's the first time he's scored double points since the second round of the season. Yep. 
which is ridiculous considering how good he was last season. Yep. But a, a better a better improvement from him this weekend. So yeah, yeah got to be a C. Uh, Osborne, I want to give a C to. I, I, I think there's a good racer in Osborne somewhere. There is. Just gets caught up in these little niggly things, and he should be doing better in the Jack Sears than he is. Well, he's second. For me. Well, he's second. Just, I want more from him. But robot. We we see the, these highlights of pace that he can show, and we yeah. go, yes, wonderful. Be more consistent. Score points this weekend, though. Yes, yes, he did. And. To be fair, it was running well in race three until the Chilton incident occurred. Yep. And he was running well at Alton Park until Smiley happened. So, yep. you know, you can't left say for those kind of things. And I think, you know, the Jack Sears is always... The problem is the Jack Sears works until you get somebody like Robottom go into Dynamics. Yeah. Who are really well set up, have the resource, have the experience. It was the same when Camish went in there as well. Same when Sutton went in there. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're going to get a driver that's that much further advanced, has got that extra experience, and is in a team which is set up to win. Butcher, when yeah. he first came yeah. in, you know. I think I don't think Osborne could do much more. He's he's second. He's, yeah, he's effectively yeah. winning the Jack Sears if yep. you take yep. Robottom out. So. Uh, Neat's got to be a D. Kept his nose clean at Croft. That didn't happen here. Fights in the pit lane and parking on, on the track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rory Butcher and A as I say I, I can't remember anyone topping six sessions no in a row no that's sub- sublime the, the the only downside I think that he would have had is that he fell back a little bit in race three running Consider- full weight I know but he was running full weight in race two as well yeah but it's a lot easier to run full weight with nothing in front of you I know than it know. is with everything, everyone in front of you yep yeah. smell I want to give him. I want, I want to give him a B and his team a, a D or an E because <laughs> the pace was there. The and he pace re- was definitely there. And he really should have maximised it this weekend. So he finished 18th in qualifying and then had issues in race one and race two. Obviously that coming together with Shedden and Proctor in race one. Then collected, had yeah. Mechanical issues in race two and then recovered to 20th in race three. Yeah. It's it's getting there, which I like. This was such a good opportunity. Though. I know. I know. And it's slipped him by. It's got. It's going to be a D. Yeah. He could have easily won the Jack Sears this weekend. I think. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Robottom was definitely a class ahead in. No, oh, I don't Sears. count Robottom because. Yeah, but he's still uh, in there. Okay, okay. Take Robottom aside. He'd have been best, best, of, the best of the rest. Right, Jack, okay. okay, he really could have been best of the rest in Jack Sears this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Ingram, a B. Qualified well. Seconds was good. Although I'm, I'm concerned about how little pace he had to, or how he couldn't live with Butcher in race one. They really need to work on setups for that, for handling the weight, definitely mm. for next season. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to ask the question again. Butcher tops all six sessions in a Corolla. Would Ingram be closer? I don't know. I don't know. What, what would Ingram <laughs> have done in that Corolla this weekend? Oh, he'd have done what Butcher's done. But. Ingram's had two seconds and a twelfth. He's there, thereabouts. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's always going to be a difficult one to work out. Yeah. Smiley. Smiley. Uh, Smiley was a bit further down on this, but yeah, Smiley's a B. Yeah. Good he's, weekend. He's had a really good weekend. He's made progress in all races, um, having qualified which is about what you'd expect yeah exactly race one 13th not too much progress yeah there were some quicker guys in front of him but really made an impression in race two getting up to seventh yep 
Parfit and Boutel, the other guys, both C's. I thought Parfit had a good weekend this weekend. Set out of trouble, no real incidents, made progress. Looks a bit more on the pace. Yeah, copy and repeat for Boutel as well. Although um, Parfit had some really good results in the Jack Sears this weekend as well, to be fair to him. Yes, he did. Um, Obviously, also coming back from a, a bad back. Yeah, so... Yeah, better from Parfit. A circuit that he probably knows better than mm. the others. Uh, Hamilton, a D. Caught in other people's problems, which is often a, a trademark of his weekends, but the pace isn't there no. in the car. No. Uh, Goff, going to give him a C. He was the best of a bad bunch. Well, he wasn't. Well, he wasn't. Okay. Taylor Smith got six points this weekend. Uh, Goff only got two. Goff really disappointed me this weekend, actually. He was consideration for a... A surprise bad. Why is he only a C there? I thought we've not gone through D. Because we haven't seen him score points in the previous rounds, so he's he's had three Ds in the last four rounds. Yeah. Whereas this time he's actually managed to make a bit of progress and score some points, just not as well as Taylor Smith has done. I just don't understand that car. And we getting, expect more from. I was going to say I don't Goff. understand that car's getting podiums at the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, know. Get it. I know. Uh, Taylor Smith for C. He looks pretty at home. In the hard he does, team, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think he's he's nice and comfortable there. There's a hard announcement tomorrow at 8am. I'm hoping it's for the driver lineup for next year. We're not about to lose one of these, these four. It'd be very early for a driver lineup for next year, though, wouldn't it? I'd probably agree. Which um, means possibly Mitchell dropping yeah. off. He got a D this weekend. I've said to you before, we need to start seeing something, and we're still not seeing anything. So, first race, he didn't actually make the start due to a mechanical issue. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, had issue in race three, again, possibly mechanical, but the other cars, they're not having these mechanical issues, No, but he's he's still not showing great pace yet. No. Uh, Chilton and Morgan, both Ds, a weekend to forget for car cars, and that's probably yeah. as much as we need to say. Yeah. Uh, Plato, let's copy a C, Sam. Yes, he scored points, but... No, there's no shame of not winning a race from second position. But I mean, I've got him as a C. I know. Oh, okay. Carry on. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah, I'm, te- I'm tempted to go for a D, but that would be oh, hard. That, that, would that would be, be harsh. harsh. He's had three top ten finishes. And he's made a top ten shootout. So yeah, that, yeah exactly. it would be harsh. But I'm just oh. saying, you know, there's no shame in not winning from second, but there's a way to win and there's a way to lose. And I just... I don't know. He's slowly losing it, isn't he? His reactions aren't there off the start. I mean, it seems it seems an obvious thing to say, but the player of ten years ago would never, ever have let that... No. Opportunity slip. No, not at all. Uh, teammate Lloyd, it's got to be an A. I'm sorry, he's he's made it to the top ten. He's qualified well. He's then jumped two cars in race one to get his first podium of the year, and he's got one better and got second in race two, uh, race three. Could have possibly got a win. I think he'll deserve the win, but you know he wasn't that far off a win. Oh, very competitive all yeah. weekend. Um, yeah, struggled a little bit in race two with the weight on board. Oh, that's not surprising. Not right. Went. Not ran anywhere near that level of weight before, um, or not not recently in this car anyway. And considering the condition that he had come into this weekend, also with a, a sore back, and the conditions in now, and yeah, exactly. You sent me a picture on Twitter earlier that he's already going through more therapy sessions for his back. So yeah, the adrenaline and stuff really helped him this weekend, um, and it's it's a really good performance from him. Yeah, I'd agree. Right, should we move on to some awards from the weekend's pr- prediction update and... Sailor B. Sailor B. Mm. Um, 
Right, awards for this weekend. Your driver of the week. I think we're we're pretty much agreed on most of these, aren't we? Driver of the weekend has to be Butcher. Yeah, uh, top six, six out of the seven. He sessions. has made you eat your hat. Yes, hasn't he? Yes, my quick fit one that was given to me in the pit lane. Yes, <laughs> I've eaten that. It's a very smart. Did you get one in the end? No, I didn't. It's a very smart hat. Was you have to keep oh, it out okay. at Donington. Did you get a quick fit bag? No. Oh, I was having a nice little trolley thing and a pen. Oh, lovely. I'll well, look out. I'll look out. Did first. you get any of the energy drinks? No. Did you not do any? I spent most of the weekend in the grandstand. Oh, rubbish. Anyway, yeah, Butcher, you top six of the seven sessions. Yeah. Hang on, is it six, seven of the eight? Any, anyway, you've topped all but one. <laughs> all but one. my strong yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Um, your villain? My villain is Car Gods as a team. Um, I understand. Looking at how well Team BMW have done this weekend, Turkington taking three top eight finishes, Jelly taking three top tens, Oliphant was there or thereabouts apart from race two. Even his recovery drive showed the pace in the car. Exactly. And Chilton had qualified 11th, respectable. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously had that little incident, recovered well, and then had another incident. Yeah. And it's a weekend full of bad times for them, really. Yeah. Um, and they'll be looking to forget about this one quite quickly. My villain is going to the other half of the um, Toyota Kazoo racing garage, which is whoever or whatever went wrong with Smelt's car. Because I say I, it's not just going to tip him for the Jack Sears. Although to be fair, after qualifying, I thought, mm, okay, it doesn't look, doesn't look terrible, you know. But just the car let him down. Yeah, it's just such a pity because the pace was definitely, definitely there. Yeah. Uh, the next two we both agreed on. Surprise, good Lloyd. Lloyd is. Best performance of the season, um, probably the best performance we'll see from him this season. Although I hope that isn't the case. Um, he would and have in had, an aging car. Yeah, he would have had my driver of the day had Butcher not been. Yeah. You know, almost perfect. Yeah. yeah. And then just surprise bad Morgan. Expect him to go better. Didn't. Yeah, Obviously. I definitely expected him to go better. He absolutely screwed my prediction. Didn't really show any signs of improvement throughout the weekend either, which is the strange thing. So. And I, honestly, I can't remember the last time Morgan came out of a weekend without having scored a single point. There was one time last year, I'm sure. Yeah, but it, it's been a while, and it's not customary from him. No, no, I'd it's agree. It's really out of character. Yeah, I would completely agree. Right, a quick update on the predictions then. You had two this weekend, as did I. So you correctly had Butcher would score a race win. I knew I should have just left it as Butcher and Ingram, not called Ingram for a second win. Yep, you also had um, Turkson double podium, which failed. Yeah. Morgan about scored Jelly Oliphant, which failed massively. And Ingram for pole, which is unlucky, to be fair to you. To be fair to you, you're unlucky on that one. I was gutted on that. 16,000. You had Osborne for the Jack Sears, which didn't go well for you. Uh, tire bundles from Tim Harley wasn't mentioned. No Ingram tire bundles at Silverstone. That's that's where I fell down there. Ingram Silverstone record was mentioned, but not in commentary. Mm, I know. And you did get a point for confusing two cars in the same team when he confused Plato and Lloyd in race two. Two, which means you are currently on twenty-four points. However, I too got two points. Oh, still level. It seems to be level. I didn't have a race winner. Sutton, Ingram, and Oliphant were my race. Suggestions? Yeah, you weren't anywhere near with Oliphant, were you? Were you? Are you say no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Sutton and Ingram weren't really close either. Them really, Ingram didn't really. Look I like mean, Ash, Ash, you you're close on for your top sixes. The thing is, when I suggested you went, oh, that's very obvious. Well, that's obviously going to come in for you. <laughs> Three top sixes for Ash. It should have been disqualified like he should have been. I'd have absolutely <laughs> had it, but no, no, no. Yeah, a seventh, a fourth, and a third for him. Although, if if he had been disqualified, you'd have still got a point for. 
Ingram anyway, so it wouldn't have changed anything. So. And then Ingram let you down and finished 12th in race three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Love yeah. it. But you have Lace Chart score BTC. Which, oh, that was comprehensive, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was the one that you were most like dismissive yeah, of. Yeah, I yeah. know. Moffat's turned a corner, mate. Not just literally, but Moffat. <laughs> Figuratively. Has, he's turned a corner. Yeah. He really has. Yeah, he has. Uh, smelt for Jack Sears hasn't worked out at all. Foot nailed at Cops. They now break at Cops, which doesn't help my yep. theory out at all. Uh, happy to sit there and score the points was uh, collected and he did not uh, give any surprise that Sutton hasn't won at Silverstone in the past. Maybe he will next year. <laughs> 24 all going into two more rounds, Sam. Oh, it's, it's getting it's, tight and I'm looking forward to it. It's been nip and tuck all season. The lead yeah, has only been the, a high of two points all season for yeah. me. So you've slowly clawed and it And I haven't had the lead. No. Oh, that would be just poetic if I take it on the final race. Yeah, if you do. Final race of the season. Oh, Can you imagine that's it's, it's the last line of commentary Harvey yeah, yeah, says yeah. for you to win the big... Yeah. Oh, do you know what? If you do, I'm disbanding this podcast. And Ash Sutton is the champion. <laughs> I'm calling it now. You, you can't have that as a Harvey thing. If you have that, I'm going to have Harvey say the word the at some point over the weekend. Yeah, we'll keep him sensible till the end. Um, we will be back for Donington. Uh, we'll have a preview for you. And we are both going to that as yes. well. Looking forward to it. Interesting to see what the weather will turn up. Um, cold. Yeah, cold. Maybe a little bit of drizzle. Maybe a little bit of rain. It would make it very interesting, certainly coming down the craners. Um, a track that I really like. And a track that you have definitely been to before, but don't you remember. don't remember. I will also say that I do like Donington Park. Yes. Yeah, having had, I suppose... Uh, I think Jack Nichols on the uh, F1 Checker Flag podcast said you need the dull races in F1 to make you appreciate the good races. Oh, you've listened to that today, have you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need the dull tracks to appreciate the good tracks. And I yes. think that Donington is a proper race circuit. Yeah. Um, not too sure we're going to stand. And I'm interested to see if we've got tyre chicane, tyres at the last chicane bundles, oh. or if we're going to have those stupid polystyrene things. That I don't care. That's probably going in, back in as... Harvey complaining about tyre bundles well they're not tyre bundles you'll be stuffed well, we'll see we'll see um, but we'll join up with you again for a preview um, hope you all stay safe and well until then remember to go and subscribe share and give us a review and feel free to give us your views of the weekend we love to hear from you yeah we certainly do and we'll see you next time out Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 